Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today, we welcome Mariah Calhour with uh, several companies. She is the owner and broker of uh, Calhoun Realty Group, and she is also the owner of Huckleberry Hill Barn. She's also started a new project called Explore My Town. So welcome, Mariah. Tell us a little bit about you personally and professionally. Hi. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love doing stuff like this. Um, oh, gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, sometimes people ask me what I like to do, and I'm just like, you know, I feel like work is what I like to do. <laughs> when you really boil it down, that's what I'm always involved with. But yeah, so I'm a mom. I've got two little boys and um, I'm a very, very busy, very busy businesswoman. I don't even know how um, the cookie crumbled this way. But yeah, so I can't wait to explain everything I do. Pretty much real estate, weddings, and um explore my town's brand new. So that's kind of a new adventure that I'm going to start. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. Well, tell us about that then. Okay. So explore my town. Um, there's a guy, his name's Johnny Mo, and he is on the East coast and he was a realtor for many years. And he got to a point where he was just like, you know, I think that real estate is very mundane. You know, it gets to a point where no one really cares how many houses you have sold. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. And then when you kind of get to that point where like realtors are white noise, we all have the same ad, we all have the same closing picture. We all have just the same stance that he created this idea of Explore My Town. So I ended up getting with him on Explore My Town, Oklahoma City Metro. And he's helping me now spotlight other businesses. And it's actually been really refreshing and really fun because, you know, you can go out and learn from people and kind of get out of your own bubble. And in return, it does help my real estate business because then I create these relationships. So uh, Explore My Town, Oklahoma City Metro is I'm partnering with um, any businesses that want to be spot like featured on my business platform. So we do a two to three minute video of their business and then I will promote it and I'll run ads and it just it, it just grows. It's amazing to watch what the other realtors have done because they'll get up to like 20,000 views on a pizza shop video and 50 shares. And it's just like, it's so cool how it just comes back around. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. I know the more and more podcast interviews I do with female entrepreneurs, it for me personally, my faith in humanity is restored ev with every conversation I have. I, we forget like the amazing things that people are doing out there in our communities because like you, we're all busy and we it's it becomes noise. Like the 3000 ads we get a day become noise until we sit down and make that relationship with someone and go, what are you doing? What are you into? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my 2022 motto is like, get out of your own way. Like I'm getting out of my own way and I'm going to focus on other people. And it's just been so much more like, oh, I love this. <laughs> oh yeah. There is something to seriously be said about givers gain and the world cannot help but give back when we give yeah. to the, yeah. to others. So Great. tell us how you got started in real estate. Well, it was not any of my plans ever. Um, 
I graduated from the University of Oklahoma in 2010. I had a degree, a degree in multiple disciplinary studies, and it was like psychology, sociology, women's studies. Um, I had thought I wanted to be a psychologist and just kind of work through people with anxiety and, you know, help down that road. And then I learned, oh my gosh, I have to go get my PhD. I'm done with school. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Surprise. You're still a psychologist I in know. real estate, aren't I we? Know. I know. <laughs> I laugh that I'm an unlicensed therapist completely, which is great. But, um, so those skills, those classes did come into great use, but, uh, okay. So I got out of school, graduated and, uh, had no idea what I was going to do. My brother ended up getting me a job at a leasing company here in Norman. And so I worked for them for, I want to say about a year and I scaled super fast. Like I got to a point where I was the manager. They had me over all these apartment complexes. And I was just like, wow, I've hit the top here. I have nowhere to go. I have to check in with somebody else. Like there was no, it just kind of, I hit that cap real quick. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. And so someone had approached me and said, you'd be really good at real estate. I think you should get your license and come join my company. And so, uh, I grew up with my mom being a realtor and I always went to open houses. I did all that. I had never considered it though. Like it was never anything that was fascinating to me, truth be told. Um, and I got, I talked to my husband. I said, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. And that's just kind of the way it started. It just, unfolded that way. And I stuck with it. Cause now I'm in too deep. I can't get out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it sounds like that accidental, uh, discovery or tripping into real estate has, has actually brought you quite a bit of joy in your life. Yes. I mean, I will say I love, I'm that person that being a realtor, these are my least favorite kind of people, the people who will just look at open houses on Sunday. Like, I'm like, I need real buyers. That's who my husband and I were. We did love going to open houses. And so I was like, okay, I like looking at houses and floor plans. So this will be good. But truly once you get in, I mean, it's a totally different ball game, but, um, it worked out. Yeah. It's worked out. I've been in it for 10, uh, no, since 2010. So over a decade. Wow. Time, yeah. time really flies. Yes. <laughs> well, with your familiarity already from your mom, it sounds like you, you probably had kind of some idea of what you were getting into, but what's something you wish you'd known before you started this career? Wow. Loaded question. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have known that. Um, oh gosh, this is a good question. I don't know what, what, well, I or what's wish, a common myth you could, what's a common myth you'd like to debunk about real estate? That it's very easy, that it's just a fun side gig. Um, it is not like I work, no joke, 24, seven nights, weekends, holidays. Um, my second son, I could you not, I probably, he was probably like 45 minutes old and I was already texting a client. I was like, Hey, congratulations. Uh, your contract was accepted. I'll send this over here in a little bit. And she was like, Oh my God, you just had a baby. Why are you texting me? (laughs) Because my life doesn't stop your goal of needing to get to the next place. And so it definitely has to, that's the part where it has to come from like serving others. I mean, just because you know, it's my birthday or it's this or that you can't shut down. And that's one thing that that's a good answer. Um, 
you have to put a lot of people before yourself in real estate, or those people are going to instantly fire you and go to somebody else who is available. So it's definitely not an easy gig. Well, it sounds like you're doing it the right way because I know I have personally ran into a lot of part-time side gigs type of real estate agents who do not put that same level of family and, you know, into their clients. It's, it's, it's a give and take. And, you know, I think having a spouse who really supported that he was never, he's never irritated that I'm on my phone or if I have to go somewhere, um, it's kind of an unspoken rule. Like if we've got work, let's just go do it. And I'll be present for the moments that I really have to be present for. But I, I personally know how to balance those. It didn't take me anything to send her a text when my son was 45 minutes old and he's literally in the other room sleeping and I'm just sitting there. You know, a lot of people are like, this is my day. I just had a child. I am just sitting there. So I can do that, you know, and it's a, it's a perspective change. You have to think of things differently. Absolutely. So, so many people talk about separating home and work. And when you're an entrepreneur, there is absolutely no separation. You can't. I think a lot of people fail to realize that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that, about the support of your family. Tell our, these female listeners who are maybe thinking about joining, starting a business, thinking about something new outside of the regular nine to five. Um, what does that take and what does that partnership really look like for you guys? Yeah, it's definitely putting a lot of people first. Um, you know, when you start a business or you work for anyone, you know, the, you have consumers. Well, you have, I don't want to say the customer is always right, but you have to put the customer first. They're coming to you to hire you for a service. I think there is nothing, you know, I, I always teach my agents when somebody reaches out to them and says, Hey, I need this or this. Don't respond back with, well, hold on, let me feed my kid first, or hold on, let me do this first, or hold on, let me get this first. I was like, always leave that out of the picture. Just acknowledge that somebody needs something, even if you know you're busy with your personal life. And once I think, I think once people can, you can still navigate through your personal things, but don't bring it up to that client and make that client feel less than because there's 7,000 realtors. And so I teach all of my agents, if you are putting yourself first, they're going to fire you in a heartbeat and hire somebody else who will and eat like everybody loves instant gratification. So, um, even if you can't technically do whatever that client's needing in that moment, if you just acknowledge them and just say, Hey, I hear you. I got it. I'm working on it. I'll be right back with you. It's going to go leaps and bounds further than being like, let me feed my kid first. And then I'll reply, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And just, it's just the perspective change, right? Like when we say, oh, I'm sorry, it took me so long to get back to you. I've been so busy. What we're saying really is I was too busy for you. And I was with someone else. Yes. You weren't important enough. That that's the same thing as whenever I talk to contractors or whoever it may be, and I've already paid for a service. I'm like, Hey, can you come fix this? They're like, well, I'm busy servicing clients. I'm like, I'm a paid in full client. Right. You should treat me with the same amount of, so that's what I try to implement in my business is just, even if it's a nuisance or annoying, like still just make people feel like they are a priority. Yeah. And how many realtors are you leading in your brokerage? If, uh, 20, I want to say 28 or 29. Wow. So are you still involved in the actual transactions and selling and buying of real estate? Or are you just overseeing? No. So people don't call me. <clears throat> I mean, basically 
nine out of 10 people will be filtered and worked with, with one of my agents. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then I will receive someone who's like, I don't want anyone, but you. And I, so I will, I will do that for them. Um, <laughs> I like to tell people I'm like the wizard of Oz. I'm behind the scenes at this point. I'm coaching 24 seven. I'm constantly like providing what's the latest and greatest tool. So I'm kind of just the gatekeeper, um, because I don't have time to be out there in the field working and, and showing, but if somebody is super adamant about just me, I will totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to have access to the top when it's needed, but it sounds like you've equipped almost 30 realtors now to be the right fit for the right people and being able to plug someone in with the right fit is everything. I'm sure it's you've so great. That. And honestly, I, I teach everybody who comes to my company to operate like me. So I like to tell people, you know, you're still getting me essentially, because I see everything. I mean, we, our whole database is connected. So I see every conversation I see, like, I see it all. So if there's a red flag, I can easily hop in and be like, Hey, listen, like, this is how this is done. And so all my agents are great about that. They, they know my expectations. <laughs> That's amazing. Talk yeah. about Queens lead leading that royalty right into the direction they should go. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> I, I wonder if they feel that way. <laughs> I'm sure they think you're royalty. <laughs> I do. So talk a little bit about Huckleberry Hill. What's that? What's that yes. been like? So Huckleberry Hill barn. Um, so my husband and I are coming up on our 11th wedding anniversary in two weeks. Congratulations. And thank you. And, um, we, well, I, I will say I, I had a goal of getting married at a place like this and I couldn't find it anywhere. You know, I looked high and low for a location. Um, that was a big, beautiful white barn on some land and it just was not out there. Um, and so around that time, you know, 12, I want to say about 12, 13 years ago, I had said something to my parents and my parents were like, you know what, we should do this. And so it started, it started after I had gotten engaged and, um, you know, it was a long project. I mean, here we are almost 13 years later and we opened up about two years ago, we encountered, encountered some hurdles and it took a while to find the property and yada, yada, but we got there. So it was just kind of cool to have a spouse and two parents who were like, yeah, this is a dream that you have. Let's do it. There was like no questions asked. It was just like, this is a great idea. And so now we have 28. Well, my parents, my parents own the property. They have 20 acres and their house is out there. And then we have the venue out there, which we, you know, we all own. And, um, it's been a labor of love, just finding the right contractors and all the hurdles we encountered. But we, I think the biggest hurdle was we opened up when the pandemic literally shut down, literally that, that oh. month when everything closed down was when we were like ready to go. And so it has truthfully, I mean, like real estate's been phenomenal to me. Um, but the barn, it's been a struggle. It's been really hard to get that off the ground. And so that's kind of what I'm working on is just trying to find a way to get attention to the venue. Um, you know, we're always trying to adjust the price and what else. I mean, we give so much there. It's, it's, it's great. I think it's just a time thing. Um, but both my parents are like, we're not giving up. We're just going to roll with this and see how long it takes until we catch on. And I said, okay, so we're along for the ride. You know, we're already 13 years in. Why not? What's 13 more? (laughs) Exactly. I love it. So you are seeing the need in the community filling the need in the community in at least three ways we've heard of so far. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a time thing. And I just, I know at some point, I mean, we've had, we've had a handful of weddings. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm just ready for it to just like blossom, you know what I mean? Where it really takes off. And I know, I know it will happen. Mm-hmm. All right, so does it only host weddings? Or are you open to other types of events? We are open to any type of event. Um, we're getting a lot, a lot of weddings, rehearsals. Um, we've had now a couple of, like, I'm about to sign up the first um, quinceanera. And nice. so, yeah. So I think now people are going to be like, okay, I kind of get it. Um, corporate events, whoever. The thing is, it is in Purcell. And so when people think, oh, that's too far, it really isn't. And I think once people can realize that it's literally about 20 minutes from Norman. Um, I think that'll help, but other than that, yeah, anybody, any, any kind of party goes, I've had birthday parties out there and just fun stuff. Awesome. And it's located in Purcell, Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Which is just like y'all seriously, 15, 20 minutes down. I 35. I think some people are like, Oh man, it's so far. I'm like, it's not, it's the easiest, like straight shot. And then get on highway 39 and you're there. Like it's, Easy peasy. Yeah. Closer than Guthrie and Piedmont. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need to start saying that. Well, it's closer than that. <laughs> closer than that. <laughs> so a lot of the, the places are on the outskirts. So I feel like Purcell is still within. It's easy. The, yeah. The expanded metro area, at least for me. Yep. It's great. That's awesome. Well, so you said one of the biggest hurdles you had was the pandemic. How has that affected your other businesses? Really, no, honestly, only affected the weddings because people were so terrified. They're like, nobody's going to come. We, you know, nobody's comfortable. We don't want big gatherings. Um, real estate, it actually, I mean, I had my best year during the pandemic. You know, we sold about 230 homes um, last year. 200 homes the year before. And that's when everything was shut down. And, um, that's kind of the time frame when people were scrambling they're like, well, now I have to work from home. I need bigger space. Everyone kind of went into this freak out mode. And so the pandemic really did not hurt real estate. Um, it actually made real estate absolutely insanity. So that it's a, it's a catch 22. It was great. And I'm kind of ready for, you know, normalcy, like everybody is they're ready for a little bit of, just woosah. <laughs> right. Oh, just what was yeah. the goose from? Yeah. <laughs> We've got to relax. Completely. <laughs> so, um, and I will say the pandemic definitely made more people get their real estate license. And so I went from just about a year ago, I was at, I wanted to stay at about five agents. So that's how much I have grown in the last year, just because I couldn't keep up with the volume that I was like, I'm going to have to get more hands on deck. So it's definitely created a monster in real estate for a lot of people. Well, it sounds like you've had a very controllable and scalable growth. So yeah, it's been great. It's a challenge, but definitely great. It speaks to your leadership phenomenally. So what is something that you would like to share with other female entrepreneurs established or otherwise about one of your biggest lessons from beginning to now? You know, I would have to say what I struggled with the most is, um, competition. I'm very competitive (laughs) and, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And sometimes, but at the same time, I think you can isolate yourself and so I was really good at isolating myself because I was just like, this is my pie. Get out of here. I don't need you. 
Um, and so I have really like, that's how I grew so much in the last year is because I finally was like, I had turned down so many people to help me for so many years. Cause I was just like, I don't want them in my space. I don't want them to know how I'm doing this. And I think once I learned one, I can't do this alone Two, it's lonely on top. Three, your peers, like your, your, you know, your, like all the other realtors, they're going to be what's going to help my clients because we have to work together. But it was like a total mind shift of not being so just in my own bubble. And once I could get out of my bubble, it's like, it's a breath of fresh air. And so I'll always be competitive. That's just who I am. Uh, but at the the same time, I'm a little bit softer on making new relationships of people in the same industry, if that means anything at all. Like there's enough pie for everybody. Absolutely. I completely agree. That is, that is a very tough lesson for someone just starting out to learn that there really is enough success for all of us. Mm -hmm. And the more we work together, you know, sometimes you can unload a client that may not have been a good fit. Yep. To someone who is a better fit and save not only the client's experience, but your own sanity as well. <laughs> Completely. And that's the lesson I love learning is that I'm just like, I have so many great realtors now that I can just throw stuff to and I trust them. And it's like I said, it's lonely on top. So once, you know, once we kind of hit there and I'm like, I have no one to celebrate with. I hate, I hated that. So now I have all these wonderful realtors joining and it's just, it's so much more fun and it's so much more fun recognizing them and putting them on a platform. Same thing with like explore my town. I'm enjoying so much promoting other people versus myself. You know what I mean? It's just like, I find more fulfillment doing that than when I'm over there tooting my own horn being like, Oh, this is what I did. Like nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nobody cares what I'm doing, you know, but they do want to see other people put other people on the platform. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, but I was in a women in business conference last year. And one of the speakers said, uh, you know, as, as we, as women, as we're breaking through that glass ceiling, as we're getting to the top of the elevator, I, I think her words were send that bitch back down, get yeah. some more women. Let's bring them back up to the top with that. us I send it down <laughs> real fast. <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. you realize how busy it is at the top, you're like, let me send that elevator back down and get me some more help up here. And I've created some of the best friendships you know, with people that now I'm just like, I could not imagine not having them around me, you know, even if they're not realtors with me, just in general, like the relationships have been so great. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think that is the next biggest challenge for your industry? Ooh, um, that growth, Uh, like I, I, I don't want to say I want to pump brakes, Um, but now the growth is happening so fast that I'm like, Ooh, like I, I don't want to provide inaccurate value to all of these people. Um, that's kind of what my radar is going towards right now is just how can I do like more of a slow and steady. I want to always, always provide continual value to the people who are here. And I don't want people to ever feel like a number. And I noticed that happens a lot at brokerages is brokerages just recruit anything that's breathing and I, and then the values lost. And so I really want, I, I talk to every one of my agents almost every day. It's yeah. a lot of people to talk to every day, but I want them to know they're not just a number for where I'm at. So that's what I'm focusing on is just the slow and steady growth. So people don't feel like, you know, they're overshadowed or overheard. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I hear that so much with the struggles of growing a team. And as you have this wonderful culture, when you've got just a handful that as we expand and grow, keeping that culture, you would think would be easier, but it's really so much harder. It's really hard. It's uncomfortable for the people who have been here and now they're seeing me change into a different leadership role. And it's hard. They know me one way and now they're like, who's this new person? And why are there so many rules? Like what's happening? So that's an adjustment. Absolutely. Because Mariah has to replace herself as she steps up to be able to lead everyone under you has to then assume what you were doing. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard thing for uh, those of us who may haven't had, haven't had the opportunity or need to hire a team. What is the, what's the number one thing you can, can offer an advice for, for, for those of us that are growing a team? Be patient. Let, let people, I think this is the best tip that I have gotten from, um, in the last year. It's from one of my real estate coaches, let people make mistakes And when they come to you and say, okay, I have failed at it this way. Will you please show me again? Or, you know, let me know, let me know how to do this. And so that's been a really struggle. That's been really hard for me because I'm like, everything needs to go this way. So letting go, still being there, but letting go and letting people learn from their mistakes. And it just like helps them grow so much more. So if you're trying to grow a team, um, being super control heavy and not letting them make mistakes or cutting people too soon. Like I'm all about giving people grace. And there's been plenty of times where people at my company have messed up royally. And I don't just, I just don't cut them. You know, I don't believe in that. Cause I mean, you better believe if I cut people fast, I would have cut myself fast a long time ago, but I had to learn somehow. So they do too. You know, I, I hope that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. but let people kind of grow on their own and tap you in, but help guide, help guide, not be like control freak. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you said the word guide. Everybody's wants to be the hero of their own story. And when we swoop in like this superhero leader, then we're not really leading. We're really just forcing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, one thing that being a business owner has taught me that, that everything worth doing is a manual process and it involves humans. And when we are open to failure ourselves and failing quickly, and then fixing those failures because of great leadership, like you, that's when we all really start to see that success add up. I agree. Yep. Well, so what's something that you would like your followers, the world to know about Mariah? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I talk so much about myself. Um, okay. I, I mean, what I've heard over the last few years is it's so funny to me how many people are like, I was so scared to talk to you. Um, and I'm like, I'm a high anxiety person. And I think sometimes that comes off the wrong way, but I am probably going to be like your number one fan. And I am the easiest person to talk to. Um, so outsiders looking in sometimes they're like, Oh, you just look so stern in your pictures. And like, yeah, cause I'm like, I'm going to get this job done, but <laughs> you know, I'm like, but at the end of the day, I just want people to know that I'm probably the most low key loyal person you are ever going to meet. Um, and a definite, a definite cheerleader. Cause I was always my own cheerleader. So I had to get out of my own way. I think that would be one thing if that's what you're talking about. Um, yeah, you know, I just. I don't know. I'm pretty chill. Like this is me. It's a hoodie. I think I wear hoodies like nine times out of 10. 
I'm a very relaxed individual in that sense. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the confidence you're, you're, you have great confidence. And I could see where that might come across as maybe intimidating to people mm-hmm. who aren't it's quite so at your level yet. Like, Oh my gosh, I, I saw you at the party, but I didn't want to talk to you. I'm like, are you kidding me? You should have talked to me. You should have totally talked to me. But so I try to be a little more approachable for people now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, when, when young, younger or less experienced women look up to, to those like you, it can be a really intimidating thing, but I I love that you're open to, to mentoring and and being approachable to those, to those people. So, well, pause, edit this out. Yeah. Team. <laughs> what is it? Every seven minutes, there's a lull. <laughs> yeah, that's the blooper you need. <laughs> that's the blooper. Uh, now what do we say? We don't know. I love it. How do we get over our RBF? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I think that's what like my headshots. People are like, oh my God, shit for me. And I'm like, oh, I'm just uh, like, you better call me. You better not call the other person. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I, I did notice you have, I think, uh, 50, 4.8 star reviews on your real realty uh, listing. Very nice. Very nice. I need to get those up. <laughs> I need some well, more. What would you contribute that to? I think you've pretty well covered that in your level of level of care <laughs> that you give your clients, but anything in particular that's driving that? I'm a, I mean, I'm a workhorse. Um, I try to give exceptional service. Um, I try to be that person that when I'm reaching out for something, you know, sometimes people are just rude and shortened. I've always tried to just give top-notch service, be super fast. Um, probably nine times out of 10, sometimes when somebody would call, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you answered. You were the first realtor that has answered their phone. And I have called five. And I'm just like, that is beyond me because you are my lifeline. Like I wait for my phone to call ring. So, um, I guess, you know, just giving good service, giving what people want. Um, it's not rocket science. It it really isn't it. Yes. Real estate is super stressful, but at the end of the day, it's not hard. You just need to follow the steps, follow the steps, hit them on time. And you're going to make happy clients. (laughs) Talking, speaking of those steps, is that something that you've built from the ground up for you with your own processes? And yes. So I have everything, I have everything typed up for all of my agents, literally a step-by-step process. Like here's how you handle buyers here. Here's how you handle seller. Yes. I have a machine we like to call it. So my next step is I'm going to be now taking those steps and recording them for them in sections and labeling it video number one, number two, number three. And it, that way, anybody who comes to my company, they literally can just go from start to finish everything. I'm pretty much putting my brain on paper and it, cause nobody taught me it. It's just self learn. I'm just putting, I'm getting it out there for them. You know, it's yes. a lot of work though. Yeah, that is definitely a huge tip takeaway right here. Put a pen in it listeners. If you need a process and you don't have one yet, if anything, this last couple of years has taught us zoom and screen recorders are your best friend. You can absolutely make a training program for anything from digital marketing to selling real estate, dump your brain, dump your brain, people dump it for your team. And that way you've got a documented process that can happen step by step by step. And it's as easy as re-recording a video as soon as that process needs a change. 
And it doesn't have to be perfect. That's where, cause I'm a perfectionist, but then when I learned, you know what, I can just throw these videos together and very raw and organic. Um, it was easier for people to digest. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it humanizes it because we are, it's we're human. So yeah. we just, we need a human to tell us what to do and it can, can change as easily as, as the process changes. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that tip. Well, so Mariah, tell us where people can find you in all of the places that we need to connect. So if we need to buy or sell a home, what's the best way to get in contact with you and your team? The question is, where can you not find me? Ah, <laughs> I love it. I'm just kidding. I, we work on omnipresence, being everywhere. So you literally can find us anywhere. You Google my name, it's going to pull up pages, call, text, email, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, anywhere, anywhere. I heavily watch all of my platforms and, um, you're probably going to get a response within like 60 seconds, no matter which way you slice it. So nice. So what is your website? What is your phone number? So website is calhorgroup.com. Uh, phone number is 405-308-0109. And then my, I want to say my Instagram is just like Facebook. It's just Mariah Calhor. It's just a hard last name, hard last name to spell, but <laughs> K-A-L-H-O-R. You got it. Perfect. And then what about the venue? Same thing. So venue, um, you can reach out to my mom, my mom actually, cause they live out there. Um, so she does all the tours, but people usually call or text her and hers is 405-308-01 or no, no, no. That's me. She's 255-9605 area code 405. Um, or Instagram and Facebook Huckleberry Hill Barn. All right. That's the Huckleberry Hill Barn. And if someone is a local business owner, that's got a food truck, a brick and mortar, somewhere that they want to highlight on the Explore My Town OKC, how do they get involved with that? Same thing. Just reach out to me, call, text, email, any of my business pages and just say, Hey, I would like to be featured on Explore My Town. Um, And then I'll just kind of go on the intake process and it's get them on the books. Awesome. And if they want to watch those videos, go to explore my town on Facebook and they can see the ones that you've recently highlighted. Yes. I'm so glad you actually brought that up. So I have combined explore my town and my Calhoun group realty uh, business page. And so it's just explore OKC Metro and then dash Calhoun group realty. So I put them together that way we can kind of do this fun explore my town with little nuggets of real estate because I just think the plain Jane real estate pages are just overdone. So I'm mixing it up. Yeah. Welcome listeners to a realtor that is not flashing closings before your eyes every three seconds and all the, the money she's made (laughs) gets a little old in our feed. I love to see that if we're thinking about moving here or moving from here and a different area, we can find out what's going on uh, around our town and what's available to us as citizens. Love it. So thank you so much for providing as much value as you do to our town, Mariah. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much and keep doing what you're doing, please. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to keep so much.